You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning five here on Wednesday, June nineteenth, twenty nineteen. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax Clark Phillips the third, the outstanding corner from way out in Bellflower, California, same stomping grounds as Wyatt Davis. Uh he's gonna make his decision on Friday. Um and he's gonna be on his official visit for Ohio State or his official visit at Ohio State. Um, it sounds really good for OSU, of course. For those who don't know, Clark Phillips III is the number four corner in the entire country, number 46 overall prospect in the entire country, very high four-star prospect, knocking on the door to be a five-star. Bax, this sounds pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good, Larry David, for Ohio State. Well, you know, the guy's only going on a national platform to announce his commitment the day he starts his official visit to Ohio State, so... I'm assuming that means he's going to pick Cal. Uh, you know, <laughs> the logic behind that one, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to guess that Las Vegas would take every other person off the board for Friday if they were taking odds on where Clark Phillips was committing. Uh, needless to say, this seems like a very splashy way to start what is one of the biggest official visit weekends of the entire summer. Uh, this is the sort of thing that we talked about a couple years ago whenever they said they could have official visits over the summer for all these early deciders. Because remember, official visits used to not be until games started, folks. So this is sort of, to me, seems like a very theatrical way to start what should be an enormous weekend for the Buckeyes in terms of recruiting. This is going to be... An absolute huge weekend for the Buckeyes, and I think it's going to go really well. Not necessarily, I mean, I, Clark Phillips, I think, will be a Buckeye. Not, not necessarily like a handful of guys committing this weekend, but as far as laying the groundwork, maybe guys committing like, you know, two weeks later or later, I mean, I think this is going to be a huge recruiting weekend for the Buckeyes. And I do think they'll get more than just Clark Phillips committing this week. Um, this is huge, though. I don't want to act like this is just, oh, they're getting a pretty good four-star corner here. They, I mean, they already have two five-star prospects in their 2020 class, you know, with Julian Fleming and Paris Johnson. If Clark Phillips III commits to the Buckeyes as expected on Friday, he would be the third highest-ranked member of this 2020 class. And we all know, and obviously the highest-ranked defensive player, um, you know, Buckeyes are ranked number seven in the country backs in the 24-7 sports composite team recruiting rankings. They have 12 commits. I mean, this would be huge. You're, you're not just adding, like, a really good player. You're adding he'd be the third highest-ranked recruit in this class. Yeah, you'd be adding an extremely talented player. On a side of the football, by the way, that we need to start seeing some commitments come in for Ohio State. If you look at the class, there's a slight imbalance between offense and defense, and it's like 5-1 to one on offense versus defense. So not only are you getting an elite player, but you're getting an elite player at a position in need at this point in this class. So, you know, this is this is really good for Ohio State. You're bringing in a cornerback from the other side of the country that everybody and their mother wants to have on their team. And he appears to be picking Ohio State, and he appears to be picking him early. And this is one of those ones where 
you can talk a little bit about the, the effect of having Jeff Halfley on staff. Let's, let's not forget where he was not so long ago as a coach, right out west there. So that connection probably was something that was certainly a part of this, this early decision for Phillips. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that he can talk to him about the decision to come from California to Ohio and see what it's really like at a place like Ohio State. And here's the other thing that I've always felt good about in this, this recruitment. If you look at the other schools that he's highly considering, it's all the West Coast schools in Notre Dame, right? You don't have an Alabama or a Georgia or whoever out there chasing him at the same time, one of those schools that has a little bit more of a national reach. And when it comes to OSU and Notre Dame, if the kid's not one of those Catholic school kids, I usually think OSU wins the, the, the race for the recruit. So there's just a, a, a hundred different ways to look at this, but Ohio State's about to land an extremely good player in this class, and they're only going to continue to get better. And finally, they're getting some more players in the defensive side of the football. I want to switch gears to running back recruiting for the 2020 class. Um, you know, for last couple of weeks, you know, it looked good for Kendall Milton, the five-star running back, um, to possibly commit to the Buckeyes. We had the dean of Ohio State football recruiting, Bill Curley, put in a crystal ball for the Buckeyes to land Kendall Milton. Um, then he took his official visit, his official visit to Georgia, and now the dean is saying that. He's putting his crystal ball in for the Bulldogs. Um, we'll see. I mean, it seems like each visit that Milton goes on, he's getting blown away, and may, that school becomes his leader. I, I don't think the Buckeyes are out of it, but it's obviously not a good sign when Bill Curlick changes his crystal ball from Ohio State to Georgia for Kendall Milton. Bill Curlick doesn't pick his crystal balls lightly either. Like, the, Bill, like a lot of people will put them in, like, you know, thinking, all right, well, he's the leader is this school right now, and they'll change him three four times, right? Bill usually picks him and keeps him, and Bill doesn't pick him until he has a piece of information that actually makes sense. So uh, to me, it's, it, I have to wonder if there's a little bit of that whole caught up in the moment on every recruiting visit for Milton. And the other thing is, is that if that's the case, guess who he's visiting next weekend? Alabama. So, you know, if it's going to be one of those kids where, like, the last visit is the visit that he decides that he likes the most, then, you know, he'll end up at Alabama, not Georgia. Or it may be one of those things where they say, all right, we just got a lot of information. Let's take a few weeks and try to look at this a little more soberly, right? Maybe OSU rises back up in his estimation at that time. So, you know, a kid like Milton, look, there's a, there's a lot of hype about him because he's a great player. That's simple. But he's also a kid from the other side of the country being recruited by all the SEC powerhouses in Ohio State. You know, and guess what? That means you're doing a lot of traveling to a lot of different parts of the country you haven't really been to a lot before. And... You know, it's easy to be wild if you're a young kid at that in that sort of situation. So if Milton ends up here, I'm not ruling it out. But is Milton likely to end up here? I would say he's more likely to end up one of the SEC schools right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not ruling it out. But I, it does seem like, uh, obviously, like Georgia leads right now, or Bill would not have put his crystal ball in for Uga. You know, I want to talk uh, a little bit about Garrett Wilson to close the show, but before we get to that, I want to talk more about 2020 running back recruiting. So, again, I think they're still in for Kendall Milton. I really do. He, I mean, Tony Alford did, has, could not be doing a better job with him and Ryan Day, but we'll see. I mean, they're going against the, the powerhouse recruiters of college football. You know, but Ohio State is one of those powerhouses of recruiting. Um, but B. John Robinson's another five-star running back that they're in on. They're in on, of course, it looks like they're going to land Diamante Trianum from Akron Hoban. That's no sure thing, according to our Bill Green, um, who's right there. I mean, he, he, nobody knows Stark County more than Bill Green. Um, just how do you forecast this? I mean, they want to land two kids. Michael Drennan is kind of a running back back. kind of an H back. I mean, maybe if you include him, they'll, they'll have three running backs in this class. But they want – at least two, and right now they have none. How do you think this is going to shake out? 
I think there's a lot of shaking to do before we know what comes out. I mean, you, you mentioned Beyond <laughs> Robinson, who's another player who is extraordinary. Uh, let's not forget Zach Evans is visiting this weekend as an unofficial visitor, which means he's leaving his official visits open to potentially come back to OSU for a game this fall. He's another elite-level running back. Um, you know, you, you've got Corum who visited last weekend as well. And whether Drennan ends up in this class or not seems to be whether OSU decides they want to take him, whether Drennan wants to jump on an offer here at this point. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts in the air. I do think, though, with the situation Ohio State's in right now, with the way the offensive classes come together, with just the extraordinary elite players at wide receiver, the depth on the offensive line, uh, it looks like Joe Royer is going to end up being part of this class, and he just jumped up significantly in the national recruiting. I think 24-7 now has him as the number two player in Ohio. He's going to be the tight end in this group. But you, you've got Jack Miller coming in. Look, when we, I just talked about this a little bit ago. Ohio State has two defensive commitments, three when Clark Phillips comes around. They on offense have ten commitments or nine commitments or something like that right now. There's not a coincidence. Every one of these recruits right now knows Ryan Day is legit AF when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. They have zero doubt they're going to get used properly and be able to develop themselves. And we'll, that may very well apply to our conversation in a moment than Garrett Wilson. Defensively, I think a lot of these kids nationally – are waiting to see how this staff does, waiting to see whether this defense improves. And they're also waiting to make sure that these kids from around the country who aren't just concerned about the offensive situation, a lot of them are thinking, let's make sure Ryan Day is as good as we think he is. I think you're going to see a lot of these early kids that OSU may have missed on at this point this year, next cycle, end up as Buckeyes, because Ryan Day at that point can hold up a, hey, I just won 11, 12, 13 games or whatever my first year. Hey, yes, I also can still beat Michigan. If this season goes the way that I think everybody hopes and expects it will, Ryan Day is going to have a lot more cachet with some of these national kids who in previous years when they showed up in Columbus would walk in and Urban Meyer would be like, hi, here's a couple of national title rings I'm going to wave in your face. You know you're going to be on a winning team with me. And I think that's a big factor right now why a lot of people are sort of concerned about Ooh, the recruiting class is finally coming together. Ooh, we're finally getting some defensive players. Ooh, man, we're missing on kids nationally that we think we might have had a chance on in past years. Yeah. Nick Saban right now is a more impressive, legendary figure than, or, or than, than Ryan Day. But in a year or two, as Ryan Day establishes his guaranteed bona fides as a head coach, you're not going to see that as much. And I think what we are seeing is, is that the kids who are drawn to OSU right now in large numbers at high rankings – are mostly offensive players. And that's why we have so many top tailbacks in the mix right now to talk about. And I think that's something that, that's a good sign for Ryan Day, for a guy who has three career games as a head coach when he's sitting here juggling five stars on visits. No question about it. And as promised, let's finish the show talking about Garrett Wilson, the five-star receiver in Ohio State's 2019 class, number two wide receiver in the country, number 20 player overall. Young man out of Austin, Texas, obviously has roots to Columbus. And, you know, he's one of these kids he enrolled early, and you're thinking, okay, you know, he's kind of small. Is he going to be able to, you know, it might take a while. No. Uh, (laughs) He's making plays. Anytime we were out there to watch spring practice, he was making plays. Everybody saw the spring game, and he made an absolutely great touchdown catch that looked like a lot of his highlight reel touchdown catches in high school. Um, So, Bax, uh, what do you expect out of Garrett Wilson as a true freshman this fall? I expect he's going to be one of those six guys in the wide receiver rotation that we kept hearing about for all these last couple of years. Uh, I don't think you're going to see Garrett Wilson all of a sudden being maybe the top guy because there's just so many different players. But he's a kid who you're not going to keep out of the rotation, like plain and simple. Uh, he's the kind of kid who, when he gets on campus, 
you know, he, yes, guess what? He has got a lot of guys he's got to compete with. He's got K.J. Hill. He's got Ben Victor. He's got Chris Olave. He's got Austin Mack. I mean, there's a lot of great receivers at Ohio State already. But there there are certain players that when they get on campus, you just simply can't not put them on the field, even if it's at a position of strength. Uh, I would point at any Bosa that ever arrived on campus for that as a good example. You know, there's no way you keep Garrett Wilson off the field this year, plain and simple. Whether he is an impact superstar kind of player this year, uh, that remains certainly a lot to be seen. Some players never get to that point in their whole career. But he has all the makings about him of being a elite-level wide receiver at the college football level. And it wouldn't surprise me if we started seeing him more and more and more as the year goes on, being more of an impact guy. But when you have this many good receivers and hopefully a quarterback that can find some of them, then, you know, I don't know if he's going to sit here and have some runaway crazy year in terms of numbers like he would if he was on a terrible team and was the best player from the second he stepped on the field at his position. But expect Garrett Wilson to definitely make an impact this year. I don't see any way they keep him out of the top six. Great stuff, as always, from the people's champ, Matt Baxendell. Really appreciate it, Bax, and really appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.